This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, May 13th, 2023. This week in security news, on six occasions this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding a variety of safety and security matters around the world. Most important for this report, Joe Biden is warning Americans to prepare for a chaotic period at the southern border as the U.S. braces for an historic surge in migrants with the end of Title 42 expulsions. As reported last week, intelligence shared by U.S. Border Patrol has, as of one month ago, as many as 700,000 migrants from around the world, a foreign population larger than Boston, currently in Mexico, waiting to enter the U.S. As of the time of this report's preparation Friday evening, long lines were formed at formal ports of entry along portions of the border, while other sectors were slower due, in part, to a super soaker weather system moving from Mexico into Texas. Thursday night was a little crazy along a portion of the Rio Grande River, with large groups of migrants crossing neck-deep water, some with children on their shoulders, only to encounter a steep, vegetation-covered bank on the other side topped with double and triple strands of concertina wire, all of which was backed up by a line of Texas National Guardsmen. As the groups of migrants moved down the river on both sides trying to find an opening, the line of guardsmen would do the same. According to Border Patrol Chief Raul Oritz, upwards of 60,000 migrants are staging in and around the immediate border area. On Friday morning, Oritz announced that Border Patrol had averaged nearly 10,000 arrests per day over the last week, or just under 70,000 for the last seven-day period. This is way up from approximately 55,000 the week before, which itself is up from 30 to 35,000 that the Border Patrol was averaging each week earlier in the year. On Wednesday of this week, Chief Oritz also revealed that over 530,000 migrants had illegally entered the U.S. since October of last year. Referred to as gotaways, these are illegals who are spotted by Border Patrol but are unable to be apprehended, those who trigger motion sensors and cameras in remote areas, or who were otherwise known to have clandestinely entered the country. In related news, on Wednesday of this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified of reports of heavy gunfire at the Far Reynosa International Bridge connecting McAllen, Texas and Reynosa, Mexico. According to Hildego, Texas Police Chief Romero Rodriguez, this was a shootout between cartel members and Mexican armed forces that left four people dead on the Mexican side. As is normally the case, Neither U.S. nor Mexican authorities have released any additional information about the incident. Also this week, a federal judge ripped into the Biden administration late Thursday, ruling that the Department of Homeland Security cannot use its parole powers to release illegal immigrants into the country without issuing what's referred to as a notice to appear. This temporary injunction, the result of a lawsuit from the state of Florida, appears to hamper the primary means through which the administration was planning to deal with the massive wave of people arriving at the border. In his ruling, U.S. District Judge Kent Weatherell of the Northern District of Florida wrote the following, quote, Putting aside the fact that President Biden recently acknowledged that the border has been in chaos for a number of years, the defendant's doomsday rhetoric rings hollow because this problem is largely one of the defendant's own making, through the adoption and implementation of policies that have encouraged the so-called irregular migration that has become fairly regular over the past two years. Judge Weatherall continued, Moreover, the court fails to see a material difference between what CBP will be doing under the challenged policy and what it claims that it would do if the policy were enjoined, because in both instances, aliens are being released into the country on an expedited basis without being placed in removal proceedings and with little to no vetting and no monitoring, 
unquote. The injunction lasts for two weeks, during which the court will hear arguments from the administration. A preliminary injunction hearing is scheduled for May 19th. An official statement by the U.S. Border Patrol Union, quote, This is by far the worst sustained disaster that any Border Patrol agent, active or retired, has ever seen at our border, and one man is responsible for every single bit of it, and the worst of it is still to come, unquote. The Union statement goes on to say, quote, Vast majority of the millions of illegal aliens Biden is allowing into our country are not being properly vetted for anything. Nobody has any idea who they are, what medical conditions they have, what their records are, or what their intentions are. Unquote. In support of the Border Patrol Union statement, reports from the field indicate that illegals are arriving with a host of infestations and diseases, including lice, bedbugs, scabies, drug-resistant tuberculosis, chickenpox, measles, and a whole lot more. There is also significant concern within the public health community of the import of insect-borne diseases from Latin America and beyond, including Chagas, dengue fever, and Zika. Keep in mind, this is an immigrant wave composed of individuals entering the country from more than 120 nations. Alert USA cautions listeners that if large groups of migrants are settled in your community, parents of school-aged children should be mindful of how arriving children are merged into your area schools. To highlight why this is necessary, the flood of illegal immigrant families to New York City is already forcing schools to accept children who lack required vaccinations. This practice is believed to have led to at least one outbreak in the city. If you have kids in school, it would be prudent to question the school board on their plans. You can find much more on this story in this week's issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. Next up, on Thursday of this week, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley testified before the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on Defense regarding the 2024 DoD budget request. During opening statements, General Milley gave a strong overview of the U.S. military and the global threat environment. Here's General Milley. Our joint force today is the most lethal and capable military in the world because of your support. The military's purpose is simple. It's to defend the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and there is no other purpose for our military. Fundamental to this is deterrence, more specifically, deter great power war. To do this, our number one priority is readiness now and readiness in the future, and there is no other number one priority. Right now, the international system is under increasing stress. Both China and Russia have the means to threaten our interests and our way of life. But war with China or Russia is neither imminent nor inevitable. The PRC remains our number one long-term geostrategic security challenge, and it's been pointed out in our national defense strategy as the pacing challenge. The PRC has publicly stated that it intends to be the regional hegemon in Asia within the next 10 years and to exceed the United States' overall military capability by mid-century. Chinese actions are moving it on a path toward potential confrontation with its neighbors or the United States. But again, war with China is neither inevitable nor imminent. Additionally, Russia is an acute threat and remains very dangerous, especially under current conditions. Over a year ago, Russia undertook a war against Ukraine, threatening peace on the European continent and global stability for the first time since the end of World War II. We are supporting Ukraine to protect its sovereignty and supporting NATO with a force presence in every single nation on NATO's eastern flank. Iran threatens to push the Middle East yet again into instability by supporting terrorists and proxy forces 
and they continue to improve their capability to produce a nuclear weapon. From the time of Iranian decision by the Supreme Leader, Iran could produce enough fissile material for a nuclear weapon in less than two weeks from time of decision, and it would only take several more months to produce an actual nuclear weapon. The United States policy remains the same, and the United States remains committed that Iran will not have a nuclear weapon. North Korea's continued ballistic missile testing and nuclear weapons development pose also threats to our homeland and our allies and partners. But we stand with the Republic of Korea shoulder to shoulder to deter North Korean aggression as we have for 70 years. Terrorists continue to operate around the globe, threatening fear, destruction, and destabilization. In short, the United States military stands ready to protect our nation's interests and the American people. We are currently standing watch on Freedom's Frontier with nearly a quarter of a million, 250,000 deployed troops around the world today. 5,000 sorties of United States Air Force and Naval and Marine aircraft and Army aircraft per day. 100 ships at sea on a given day. And we never fight alone. A key source of our strength is our large network of alliance and partnerships. And lastly, our operational readiness rates are higher now than they've been in many, many years. <coughs> Currently, 60% of our active force is at the highest states of readiness and could deploy to combat in less than 30 days, well exceeding the minimum one-third standard we established many years ago. 10% of our force, 10% of the United States military, could deploy to combat in less than 96 hours. Examples of that, the President of the United States a year ago ordered the United States military to react to the unprovoked aggression by Russia. We deployed one corps, two divisions, three brigade combat teams out of the Army. We doubled the amount of fighter squadrons, and we doubled the amount of ships and submarines in the European theater of operations, and we did that in 35 days. That doesn't happen by accident. Another example, just a few weeks ago, the President ordered the United States military to evacuate more than 70 government personnel from Khartoum in a joint operation. And so far, the United States, along with our allies and partners, have facilitated the departure of more than 1,300 American citizens out of Sudan. That operation put Naval Special Operations Forces on the ground, delivered by Army Special Operations aircraft, with U.S. Air Force support above with fixed-wing fighter bombers, Army Rangers and a quick reaction force, United States Marine Corps in vertical lift in reserve, and five U.S. Naval vessels off the coast, along with National Guard in Djibouti ready to go. That was a joint operation in support of 18th Airborne Corps and the AFRICOM headquarters as part of a whole government effort to support the Department of State alongside many of our allies. All of that was planned, coordinated, synchronized, and executed from a cold start. Our force can rapidly project flexible, responsive power anywhere around the globe, and no adversary should ever doubt that. Your military, the United States military, is ready. Shifting over to the Persian Gulf, on Friday, the U.S. announced that it is sending additional naval assets to the region after what it called increasing harassment by Iran of ships in the oil-rich waters. According to National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, quote, the Department of Defense will be making a series of moves to bolster our defensive posture in the Gulf. We've seen repeated Iranian threats, arms seizures, and attacks on commercial shippers who are exercising their navigational rights and freedoms in international waters and strategic waterways of the region. The United States will not allow foreign or regional powers to jeopardize freedom of navigation through the Middle East waterways, including the Straits of Hormuz. Next up, the Atlantic hurricane season is once again upon us. While NOAA marks June 1st as the official start date, a number on a calendar is not what's important, 
but the water temperature in the Gulf and the Caribbean are warming up fast. As such, Alert USA urges listeners in hurricane-prone areas to start preparing for the season. Police up the outside, fill your propane tanks, and pull together your normal preps so you're not in panic mode when things start to get busy. Next up, in travel security news. On Wednesday, Alert USA subscribers were notified of a security alert issued by the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem, Israel, warning of rocket strikes across the southern and central parts of the country, and their urging of vigilance and increased security awareness. This latest round of rocket attacks come after Israel carried out strikes on Palestinian Islamic Jihad leaders and weapons manufacturing facilities in the Gaza Strip. In addition, Alert USA once again reminds listeners of two U.S. government-issued warnings on threats to the homeland, as well as U.S. citizens and interests abroad. The first is a National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin warning that lone offenders and small groups motivated by a range of ideological beliefs, as well as foreign terrorist organizations, continue to pose a persistent and lethal threat to the homeland. The second is a U.S. State Department worldwide caution warning of the continued threat of terrorist attacks, demonstrations, and other violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests overseas. According to the cautionary statement, current information suggests that terrorist organizations continue to plan terrorist attacks against U.S. interests in multiple regions across the globe. These attacks may employ a wide variety of tactics to include suicide operations, assassinations, kidnappings, hijackings, and bombings. With this in mind, those listeners planning travel outside of U.S. borders to include Mexico and the Caribbean should really set aside some time to look at the safety and security aspects of your destination. At a minimum, Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations for your particular destination. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, Alert USA also recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and U.K. governments to see what those nations have to say about your destination, as the content of security assessments can vary widely. Links to those foreign government sites can also be found in the weekly Threat Journal email newsletter. Finally, Alert USA also recommends international travelers take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program so you can receive important security updates directly from the embassy in your destination country if things go bad while you're there. All of these resources are easy, they're free, and considering the increase in tensions and violence around the world, these simple steps could actually save your life if you just avail yourself of these resources. If you would like to receive Homeland Security-related threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, such as those mentioned in this podcast, visit alertsusa.com. AlertUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings, and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an AlertUSA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, May 13, 2023.